0: are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil morning show with your host Nadia Khalil good morning everybody and welcome to today's show today is Monday morning November 25th 2019 it is the day of the launch Of the master class. Finally, we're here. I can't believe it. We are here. The actual class, the self-love class, is now available, I think, as of today. They will put it on the seven-day challenge page. And I think it's going to run as an ad. I'm not actually sure. I just know today is the day. So I filmed a bunch of promos. I don't know how happy they were with them yesterday. Um, however, it's, it's sad. It's here. I can't believe it. For all almost 18 years of talking about self-love, and it has a home. So that's very cool. Speaking of self-love, which is the basis of my life and existence, is how to create space to include yourself in your own life. And every time I say that, people look at me like I'm crazy, but as the years have gone by, they look at me like I'm less crazy. Because now they're saying, I haven't had time for myself in years. And I thought, but what does time for ourselves look like? And why are we so ready to give up our own time to do things? that we don't want to do. What is it about time that we don't value? I don't get it. What is it about time that we don't value? So I thought about that and I go, well, it's because we're not organized. We organize other people in a way I have never seen before. I've seen parents organize their kids' lives, their spouses' lives, their partners' lives. I've seen people at work organize companies for them to make a ton of money as a result of your hard work, but you don't do it for yourself. And I thought, well, why? Do we not know how? Because we obviously know how. We do it for everybody else, but then we end up feeling alone and like we don't matter because we did not allow ourselves to matter to ourselves. Now, if you don't have a partner, you don't have kids, you don't have all that to worry about, I don't want to say worry about it, but it's a lot of work. Because it takes those are natural built in time takers. They just come into play and boom, you're gone for fifteen years, twenty years. But really think about it. because when people don't have the children or the partner right now, at this time in their lives, they actually feel lonely and they are alone as opposed to lonely in a crowd. But lonely is lonely is lonely. And that loneliness creeps in when we creep out of our lives. So, of course, I ask the question, what is it that we do or don't do that takes away the space that we need to include ourselves? Because the bottom line is, when I include myself in my life, I'm a better asset to the people around me because I already am to myself, right? Because now I feel like, wow, I have this extra time to give because I have taken care of myself. I wake up, I clean up, I get dressed, I'm ready. If you wake up, you're in your pajamas, you stay in your pajamas, it's 10 o'clock, you're in your pajamas, you're still gonna get dressed. You're still gonna go out. You're still gonna do this. And the day may go by and maybe by one or two o'clock, you may say things like, ah, it's okay. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes the next day, the next day, the next day, till that behavior becomes a way of life. But how do you go back to that fork in the road? How do you reinstill that thriving feeling that when you wake up, you are excited because you created a life for yourself that makes it exciting to look forward to? How do we do that? Well, here's a few things to think about, and just practice as you look to expand your world. Take a look from the beginning of all of this at your relationship to time, because there's something you are not valuing within the time that you get. Because never forget, and I say this all the time because it startled me when I heard it, was that each one of us gets 24 hours a day. Nobody gets more. So when we look at someone else and say, well, why do they, or how did they, they didn't get any more tools than we got. They didn't get an extra 10 hours a day or 10 hours of sleep. They have the same food choices. They have the same ability to exercise or not. They have the same ability to manage their time. But when we start going backwards and feeling like we are incapable, we say, oh, you know, they they have a secret. They got lucky. You'd be surprised how much hard work goes behind lucky. I remember a boss who used to say all the time, Brian, when I started at this company and go, well, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I got so sick of hearing him say that. i was like, Brian, enough. But he lived by that. And he was the only salesperson that beat me. And it's also he was there for like 20 years prior to me being there. But I always have to say that. It's like the the siblings where one's like a quarter of an inch taller, which is one of my sisters, and she's like, we're in our 50s, and she's still saying it. And I'm like, wow, that's still important to you. But there's something about the way they think. They compete with themselves. They don't look for someone outside of them to compete with. They compete with them, with your own soul. So let's say you have that mindset of being a little competitive with yourself, like, wow, I did that last year, so this is what I want to tackle this year. Because we have a new year coming, and I get really excited about new things. Because something in us feels like we can begin. But before you begin, you don't wait till the day to begin. You already, by the time the day comes, are pretty much set in motion. Because we're entering a busy holiday season, and that time we're talking about now is why I'm talking about it now. You still need to take care of yourself in the middle of one more party, one more gathering, one more gift. So how do we do that? Notice your relationship to time. When you do have time for yourself, ask yourself, well, what do I do with that time? Do I feel like, oh, I just got to watch a movie? Does that make me feel good? Does it make me feel good to take a bath? Does it make me feel good to go for a walk? Does it make me feel good to just boil some tea or water for tea? Take a look at your schedule. I don't want you to make up a schedule you're going to look at this week, but write down everything you did last week because I did do that and you will be shocked how much stuff you will have forgotten in a week. And all that stuff that you may have forgotten is stuff you probably didn't need in the first place. Take a look at your relationship to time, to your schedule, and to your commitment. Did your commitments just come and hit you in the face and then you dealt with them? Do you plan ahead of time? Okay, I'll see so-and-so this day and -and so-and-so that day. How do you relate to time? This past, I want to say now it's been a month. And I know I talked about this before, but I had that Apple Watch. And I say had because I put it in a box. It was sitting on the charger, and I could not get myself to put it back on my body. Because it interrupted my relationship to my time, to my schedule, and to my commitment. It gobbled up that space that I needed that made me feel calm and rested. And it gave me things that I really didn't have before, like anxiety. Like, oh, shoot, I still got to walk. And it's like 1 o'clock, and it's telling me I, I I put more steps in than yesterday. Oh, shoot, it's telling me to breathe. Well, why am I not breathing? Well, wait a minute. What am I doing? Go my, you know, And it just was just goof, goofy stuff. I'm in a meeting, and I'm getting five texts. And I don't even give out my phone number. And I'm still getting like five texts and in the middle of the meeting I'm like, Oh, I gotta get back to that. Gotta get back to that. Gotta get back to that while I'm trying to stay focused because now I have to try when normally I just am focused. And it started to just twiddle away at my peace. And it interfered in my commitment by adding more to the list and making me feel at the end of the day like I was chasing my tail. And I did not know this. I knew something was off, but I I definitely wasn't blaming the watch because to me, the watch was keeping me abreast of things, helping me with my time and my schedule and my commitment. But the minute I had Literally, the first hour I had away from my family where I was not helping, talking to someone, or doing something for someone, an hour drive to go to a three day autism conference, in that first hour, because it took me about that long to get there, I told myself I wasn't going to answer my phone, or make a phone call, it was early in the morning, and as I was thinking, just had a moment to think, my watch started going, and I'd look at it, and it, would rise my heartbeat. It would make me feel like, okay, or can you call me when you have a minute? And I would stop. I'd look. I'd be like, holy cow. I can't say no phones. I can't say no radio. I can't say no music. But this darn thing keeps telling me, that I still have stuff to do. And I realized all I wanted was peace. I've always had it, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm jumpy. So now I had to go back to that fork in the road and reclaim my mental state. If I were to tell you what the most important thing would be, it would be creating space for yourself. It's your life. You can rush through it if you want. Why should you? Because the stuff that comes with rushing is never good. And tomorrow I'm going to do a do's and don'ts about making daily choices. Once you can create some space to think of space for yourself in your own life because when we rush we make poor food choices because now we're so hungry we don't even care what we eat we definitely don't make time to take care of our bodies because we're so busy and fractured if somebody talks to us we kind of rush them through it and talk over them because we have a next thing to get to or we let them know that they're bothering us because We're already so cluttered, and all that starts because we haven't taken care of ourselves. So, okay, what do we do to give ourselves more time and space other than take a look at our relationship to time, take a look at how we schedule things, and take a look at our commitments? the biggest eye-openers going back to last week and writing down, hey, what did I do on Monday? What did I do on Tuesday? What did I do on Wednesday? And then you're going to see how little some of that rushing actually mattered. The other thing you will get from that is what you need to say no to pretty much from now on. It's hard at first. I did it. I said no to a lot of things in the last month. And I realized nobody cared that I did. So why did I put that pressure on myself? So saying no to things is probably the toughest part of this. So if it's not an absolute yes, like yes, then it's a no. So ask yourself when you're going to do something you don't want to do, is it an absolute yes? Because if it is, do it. And if it's not, then don't. It may be somebody else's absolute yes, but it may not be yours. You may not be interested enough for that absolute yes. I used to have a sign on my fridge for the kids, and it was always in relation to their homework, because if you're a parent, you know what that's like. And I would say, do what you have to do so you could do what you want to do, once the kids were old enough to understand that. And I'd explain it to them, and still I had the same results. One of them would come home from school and do their homework right away because they wanted to play, and the other one wanted to play and then would do their homework because they felt like they worked better under pressure. But the one that liked better under pressure ended up putting me under pressure with her because the whole time I'm like, is she really going to pull that off? Can she? And I don't think I could stay up late enough. And I don't want her awake by herself in the house. She's too young for that. So I thought. But that was an absolute, not an absolute yes that she waited. So I would say, in order for me to sleep, you need to get this done by like 9 o'clock. And then you want to do what you want, if you want to wait and play, but you need to be done by 9. So if you have to start at 6 to be done by 9, then you have to start at 6 to be done by 9, if you want to wait after school. It's just stuff like that. We have to create boundaries and limits to stuff that we are stressed by in our lives. And don't even excuse your nose because that means you're not comfortable with it. Just simply say, no, I've got a lot on my plate right now. I'm not interested enough in doing that. You may want to find someone who is because then the energy of the whole project will be different. It's not about being flaky or irresponsible. It's about being true. Because if you do something, you resist. You're going to have that disease to please. I had that disease for a very long time, and it sneaks up on me every once in a while, and I catch it now. Because I say, why am I doing this? Is it an absolute yes? No. Oh, so that means it's an absolute no. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's my yes. My disease to please. Another way to give yourself faith is to give yourself more time than you need to do the things you want to do. If somebody is chasing you down for your time or they need you, you can tell them if you have something and you know you're not going to be done in 10 minutes, but you tell them you'll be there in 10 minutes. Now you put pressure on yourself. You're trying to finish something. You're not going to do as good a job. And you're going to get to them. You're going to rush them. And you're going to rush yourself with them because you want to go back to finish what it was you got interrupted with. Give yourself time. And that way you will not overcommit, overschedule, oversay yes and you will have created a breathing space in your project, in your life, even going to the bathroom. I had a job where I put off going to the bathroom because it was so far away from where I was. And at times it may have cost me customers by not going or by going to the bathroom. So I would hold it until I had a break, which I never took because I didn't want to lose customers, Now he's there to make money solely. So I'd wait till lunch. I always worked two or three hours more than my scheduled time. And one of my bosses actually asked me. She was like the hardest boss, and I got this great review, but she looked at me and she said, why do you work so hard? And I thought, oh, I don't know. That's just how I am. And she said, I've taken more time off since you've come in because I know I could trust you here. But before I knew it, I was being scheduled more than my manager, but I wasn't making more money than she was. And I thought I had freedom by not being the manager. How ironic. But I did not give myself space or time, and that was rightly so taken advantage of. I didn't see it that way at the time until I did. And thank God my son had baseball tryouts across the country, or I would have still probably been there doing that somehow how do we trans- transition from thoughts of nothing to huge somethings, that we deserve more, that we can thrive, that we can create, that we could own our time? And when I went back to ask for some of my time back, they were not happy about giving it to me prior to leaving, which is what made me not go back at all once I did come back from those tryouts. As we continue to learn, trying to do too many things in a short amount of time has a huge negative impact on the task itself and anyone involved with you. And it erodes into your own sense of well-being and it kicks peace right out of the picture. The peace we are looking for by doing all of that goes away. So if you give yourself more than enough time to get places, you can enjoy your car ride. And you know you'll get there when you'll get there. You'll be on time. Because, you know, when when you leave early, for things, you're always on time. When you leave late, you hit the traffic jams, you get stuck by the train, you're behind the slow bus. It happens just the way it is, kind of funny that it's that predictable. But just take a minute, and I mean a full minute, which is really long when you stop. It goes really fast when you're chasing your tail, but when you just sit down for a minute, you'll realize how long a minute is. Imagine what it would feel like for you and for the people around you. Imagine how much more creative, passionate, excited you will feel during the actual day you are living in. Being in the moment when people say that and then someone goes, okay, I'll think about the moment I'm in and then they're sitting there thinking about the moment they're in. You got to create that stuff. And the biggest movement you can make in your life, even more than learning to say no, even more than the disease to please, is to give yourself more time than you think you need. Because that day, in that first hour that I was gone without anybody hand-pecking my brain and then me realizing I'm hand-pecking myself with the, with the watch. I took that off and that reminded me, that that missing watch reminded me that it didn't matter what time it was as long as I knew where I was going and what I was doing. It knocked out all the stuff that was robbing me, like a robber without a gun. It was just taking this chunk of time and that chunk of time, and my heart's beating faster, and I'm rushing. And every time somebody comes to talk to me in my family, I'm like, oh, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I know I look like I'm just cooking, but I'm thinking, you know, and I just could not slow down. That was a huge lesson. I am the worst advertisement for the Apple Watch ever. It's not fun. It was when I first got it, I thought, I could carry that around everywhere I go and I'll know everything all the time. And I realized I don't want to know everything all the time. Because time does fly when we don't understand our relationship to it. When we say, where does the time go? When we realize we did not enjoy or remember the last 10 years or 20 years of our lives. And then we feel like we victimized ourselves, forget anybody else, because someone else can victimize us when we have already accepted that role even more, just like at work. Why do you work so hard, Nadia? And I'm like, and she's an Asian lady, and she was the hardest manager, and they put her in the biggest department. She got transferred in while I was there. And from the hardest person, I got But she was no dummy. She knew how to manage her time and I didn't. So as we grow and as we learn, try this week, because we're starting on a Monday and it's Thanksgiving week and it's going to get busy. We're going to see family, a lot of us that aren't used to seeing them all in one shot. Give yourself more time than you need to do the things you want to do. Allow yourself space to have space. Try to figure out what you did all last week and see what you did all last week. And if something is not an absolute yes, then it's a no. If you take anything out of today, is to give yourself more time if it's not an absolute yes and look at your relationship with time. And the only way you can do that is to just take a look at last last week. Sorry, I don't know where the K went in week. But my time is up. Have a great Monday. I will see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Bye-bye.